Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. choice 
You can listen to your heart or listen for some voice. There ain't no four-leaf clover, no gypsy to foretell. It's up to you, my friend. Choose heaven or choose hell. Folks today, they take offense, don't like the way that sounds. Tell me I make no sense, then run from hell's own hounds. That don't change the truth, their life or the way. The time you have left is best spent when you pray. I'm ready for that day. I get to take my ride. Is that a Doc Fields original? Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, we got to get him on iTunes. Oh, this my is gosh. Wow. Doc, that was an amazing That's song right there. Well, wow. <laughs> wow. Generally, when I write a song, it's wow. 10, 15 minutes and it's done. When, when God starts gouging you, yeah. it's urgent. You got to get it down. And I could not finish that song. And... I ain't very politically correct, but I'll tell you what happened. Um, there was a woman in Knoxville uh, who's connected over in Nashville and all that, and she wanted to pitch some of my songs. So I went up there to her house in Knoxville. Well, about the first hour I was there, <laughs> she was telling me about her partner and their relationship and how hard it was and the church they went to and all that. And and I'm telling you, God sealed my lips. I was trying to tell her, you're going to go to hell living this lifestyle. And every time I try to talk, it was like mm. it wouldn't come out. <laughs> yeah. So after about an hour, I'd had all that I could take. And I told her, I said, well, Karen, um, I've written a bunch of songs and I really don't know how to go about this. 
And she said, well, just play me the last thing you've written, which was this song, even though it wasn't finished. So being honest with her, I played what I have of it. And she gave me one word that put it all together. and It came together and just flowed. And, and I thought about how awesome is God. If I'd have had my way, I'd have been in her face. She'd mm-hmm. have been in mine. There would have been a rift there that would have never healed. And beyond that point, we got talking about the goodness of God and his mercy and his grace and how truly salvation is the most important thing on your whole walk in this life. Amen. I've been blessed to do a whole lot of stuff, good and bad. Uh, I, I realize salvation is the only thing that really counts. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Nothing else matters a lot. You know? I hear you. That's well, true. Well, let me be the first to welcome all of our Truth Revival listeners to the show. This is a very unique show that we've already had so far. Doc leading us into the show with a song, an original song. Uh, Paul, how are you doing today? Uh, well, Doc adjusted my back when he got here, so I'm feeling better. <laughs> this um, is true. <laughs> um, it's uh, every time I run into Doc, like, the last time he adjusted me, we were at Snowbird, and he did it on the picnic table. Oh. Today, he adjusted me on the altar. Uh, so uh, it's a, uh, it, it's uh, praise God. But listen, there was a line in that song that says, "I didn't know I was lost till someone found me." And listen to this verse. I've, I've been reading in Isaiah thirty-four, mm. and it's talking about the judgment of Israel. Verse sixteen. It says, "Seek." And read from the book of the Lord. Not one of these shall be missing. And in the earlier verses, he's talking about the judgment and the animals and stuff. It says, none shall be without her mate. For the mouth of the Lord has commanded, and the spirit of the Lord has gathered them. <laughs> I didn't know I was lost until someone found me. The, the spirit of the Lord has gathered them. I was at the, the firework tent earlier this week, and I was just sitting there thinking and dwelling on the Lord and the goodness and the mercy of God. And, and in the Bible, it talks about some are created for destruction. Yes, it does. And it also says, I have known those who are mine from the beginning. Wow. From the beginning. So, gentlemen, listen. How humbling, I might take a fit. Come on, son, let her. How humbling, Roman, is it to know that you, Roman, were chosen before the foundation? Doc, you were chosen before the foundation. I was chosen before the foundation. And I related to this. I'm in gym class as a kid. There's 20 of us. There's 20 of us on the baseline, and we're having a pickup basketball game, so only half are going to get to get chosen and play. Mm. And I was one of the first 10 that got picked. He mm. chose me before the foundation. Mm. How humbling is that? There's a song, Paul, that uh, currently is just ministering to my heart, and it's that song by Matthew West. It says, With Me on Your Mind. Yes. You know, that, that song, <laughs> when it comes on, it just stirs my heart, um, and the chorus is, who am I that the king of the world mm. would give one single thought about my broken heart? <laughs> and, you know, you just, guys. Wow. There's so many times in our life that the enemy will try to lie to us and say, nobody cares about you. You don't matter. No one understands you. 
nobody in this world may, but the king of the world does. And when you were at your lowest point, that's when Jesus saw you and knew that you needed a Savior. Yeah. And so um, I'm thankful for God's grace. I'm thankful for God's mercy. I'm thankful that he cares. Mm. Um, I'm thankful that he's interested in every little detail yeah. of our lives. Now, Doc, uh, there's one thing that that, that I just want to ask you. Um, Doc Fields, you're a doctor in, in what profession? Chiropractic. Doctor in... in uh, Eat this thing, Doc. You're going to have to get it real close. If you want to lean back, just pull it right in. Right a in a like doctor that. of chiropractic. A doctor in the, in the practice of being a, a chiropractor. Um, now, Doc, you know the um, skeletal structure yep. pretty well, wouldn't you say? I would think so. Because no joke, when you were in there trying to get Paul back in alignment, you were calling things out. And uh, I'm sitting here in, in in the studio trying to get prepped, and I hear a big loud pop, crack. <laughs> and uh, Doc's getting Paul back in alignment. But would you agree with this statement that we are fearfully and wonderfully made? Well, Yes. Short answer, long answer, the first day I went into dissection lab, uh, I spent a year in dissection, and I held a human heart in my hand. I wasn't saved, and I looked at that heart and thought about what it does. We're sitting here just relaxed. It's pumping five liters of blood. We're not even thinking about it. You get under stress and working hard, it'll pump 35 liters of blood. It'll beat 100,000 times a day. We don't think about it. I looked at that and thought, how is that possible? I knew there was a God. I knew he was omniscient. I knew he was, he's God. So, yes, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. You know, there's this growing, uh, this train of thought that we're just some cosmic accident Mm. that, you know the, the 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 big bang and and boom here we are, but you know you you coming from your background knowing our, our body when just the the slightest thing is out of alignment, it can affect the whole body. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> the um, if if everybody in the United States could understand what happens when you do one respiration cycle. One inhalation, one exhalation. If people could truly understand what happens in the body, I don't think there'd be anybody that couldn't believe in God. Mm -hmm. It's the most, uh, what's the word, meticulous, put-together organism ever created. I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's a masterpiece. It's unreal. You know, uh, (laughs) Romans chapter one, verse number 20 says for the invisible things of him, of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made. That's us. Yeah. Even his eternal power and Godhead so that we are without excuse. I mean, when we consider our, our skeletal, our structure, our eyes, our heart, you know, our, our brain capacity, who could say that there's no God? I mean, isn't that just kind of crazy? The book says a, a fool could. A fool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A fool could. Yeah. Ain't that right? Yeah. 
Well, in his heart, he says there's no God. Mm. Mm. Well, Brother Doc, welcome to the show. Mm. Welcome to the show. We're, we're glad to have you on board. Um, Paul, I'm just going to let you take the lead here. Um, you've got, you got Doc scheduled. Um, so what did you have in mind for today? I just, uh, I, I thought it was interesting. I've known Doc for a long time. And uh, Doc used to, to take care of our whole family, my mom, my dad, myself, and when he was practicing. And uh, don't see him very often because Doc, he lives way up in the mountains. He, he, he gets away from, from the hustle and bustle. He's, he's in tune with the Spirit and with the Father. So uh, he chose that lifestyle, I think, to maintain that. To God put you there to, to be in tune with him, I, I feel like. and We were definitely drawn there. Yeah. Yeah, led, led by the Spirit. So I saw him in town last week, just a freak God God meeting, you know, a God mm-hmm. appointment. And uh, and he was saying, I'm, I'm fixing to turn 80. But the cool thing about Doc is he, he beats the, uh, what do you call it, the statistics. He beats the statistics. You're fixing to be 80, Doc, mm-hmm. and the Lord saved you when you were 61. 60. 60. Lord got a hold of him late, but listen, he's on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, God, listen, God did this to him. As it says in Ezekiel 36, 26, <laughs> I will also give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit within you. Yes. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and Ooh. I will give you a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. Woo. Son, I've never run the aisles before, but it could happen this morning. <laughs> it's so exciting, man. Uh, listen, it's a uh, you don't you know in the everyday hustle and bustle, you don't think about the uh, you really don't think about it. But when you sit down and take a moment to reflect of the goodness of God, where He brought you from, and what He's done for you, and for your family, and for your life, and for your spiritual man. To, to say, hey, I'm coming out of that valley of the shadow of death yeah. on that train, and I'm arriving at the station. It's unreal, man, when you really think about it. But Doc gave us life to the Lord at 60. Uh, just give us a little bit of your background and, and, and where you came from and how the Lord got a hold of you, Doc, because here's the deal. Rama said it. I don't know if he said it while we were recording, but before, the Spirit of the Lord's all over you. Hmm. You know, when, when you walk by, it's almost like uh, – when he walked by, somebody said, can I just get a touch of the hem of the garment and I'll be good? good you you carry that thing with you. When you walk by, you can take notice of, hey, he's been in the presence of the Father. Good Lord, that's so amazing. I'm, actually, my life <laughs> seems to be broken into three segments. Yeah. Um, when I was about 20, I've stood in the middle of cornfields. I've stood in the middle of interstate highways. I've begged. I've pleaded. I've rolled on the ground. I've cursed God, begging for some contact, begging. When I was young, my mother took me to church, and I never heard about the blood. I never heard about salvation. But when I was about 11, had someone been there to tell me, I'd have gotten saved then. Yeah. <clears throat> but in... in my anguish in reaching out, there was a time when this voice spoke to me in the back of my brain there. It said, son, before I can use you, you have to know something. And I was like, what does that mean? And the voice was like, well, if you knew something, you wouldn't have to ask that question. So <laughs> my life began, it took off in a series of learning. Mm. Um, in my early 20s, I... I 
was God blessed me richly with athletic skills and um, I signed a contract with the Houston Astros, played professional ball, um, got drafted into the Army, uh, had a chance to play with uh, New York Jets after I got out of the Army and um, chose to just try to be a husband and a father. Can we uh, pump the brakes with that, Doc, just pardon? for a second? Can we pump the brakes? <laughs> Houston Astros, that's Major League Baseball. Right. New York Jets, that's NFL. Right. So you've been in the MLB and the NFL? Well, it, God bless me, son. I didn't wake up one morning and decide I was going to be able to throw a baseball through a brick wall. It's just yeah. a gift. That's amazing, Doc. That don't happen. Well, I mean, truly. Bo Jackson. It, that's, yeah. wow. There's Bo Jackson and there's Doc Fields. Deion Sanders. You Deion, know, that's yeah, very yeah. rare. That's yeah. amazing. Incredible. It was part of this quilt he was putting together. God was weaving. And yes. Making a tapestry. Your masterpiece. The masterpiece. The right? masterpiece. Yeah. Foreordained. Yeah. And so after... I got out of the Army. Um, I had gotten married while I was in the Army, and it was wrong. Um, I knew that. I just wasn't mature enough or man enough to to say this is not right. Right. Um, didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and I ended up hurting everybody's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I went to work for State Farm Insurance, worked in a big regional office, uh, eventually had a state farm agency, and got sick of it. It was all pretense. Yeah. So I ended up shucking it and hitting the road playing music. After I got off the road playing music, which was a real frustrating experience because I was using God's gift to glorify the flesh. I understand that. It was always frustrating, never good enough. I was sick of managers, agents, road, the whole deal. So I couldn't stand a real job, so I got a job driving a truck. <laughs> and I was going back and forth across the United States. Um, finally, when I got out of that, I ended up working in Little Rock, Arkansas. I had a bread route. Um, beyond that, I've taught in college. Uh, I've, I've just been blessed to do so many different things, and that was part of that education process right. that was necessary. <clears throat> so after about, oh gosh, probably 30 years or so, 35 years, the same voice came back to me and says, son, now that you know something, you need to know who you are. And that was hard. How do you find out who you are? Took a while. Yeah. Took some serious being right up front and honest with yourself, getting those shadows out of the inside there oh, and looking yeah. at the truth. Yeah. You know. And I spent probably, I don't know, 10 years maybe trying to find me, who I am, not who I thought people saw or wanted me to be. Finally, I started getting comfortable with that in terms of, oh, gosh, disgusted with what I saw. Yeah. You know, did I do that? <laughs> and then finally the voice came to me again and said, now that you know who you are, 
You need to know who Jesus is. So I began looking for him. Mm. I know all about him. Right. I know where, when he was born, where he was born, when he died. But I want to know who Jesus is. I don't want to know what he, you know, all that superficial stuff. I want, I want to smell him. Yeah, you don't want the dictionary version. You want the in-person no, version. Want, yeah, I want that. <laughs> I want that guy that's going to give me that bread of life, that live yeah. in water, him. And so, I suppose I'm still chasing him. I ain't quitting. I know mm-hmm. that much. Right. I feel. I never feel disconnected from him. Yeah. I don't know if that's arrogant, but I never feel disconnected. No, you're his house. Mm, what about that? That's what First Corinthians three nine says. <laughs> so that's a pretty much a nutshell of a of a life that's been blessed, in my opinion, beyond all others, because these same lips that cursed God uh, when I was in the military overseas or different situations of my life was on the line. Yeah, those same lips cried out to him. I've been there, Doc. I remember it's actually coming up on, let's see, what are we, in 22? I'm coming up on my 25th anniversary of accepting Jesus as my Savior. What about that? At the 27th of this month. Oh. So, 7-27. And I was on a boat over in Teleco Lake. The guy that I worked for had rented a boat and took all of us out on the boat. And, I mean, it come one gully. It was like a tornado. A tornado hit over there. It had to have. And I remember standing in that boat, and I can, and I never will forget, we're coming down that lake, and that storm's coming, and I'm up on the front of that boat, and I look up to heaven, and I say, God, you will never have me. I said, you will never have me. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Truth Revival is brought to you by Senor Lopez Mexican Grill, 105 Mecapike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening at Senor Lopez? Hey, take the family down Monday night for trivia, 6.30 to 7.30. Tuesday is my favorite day. Tuesday is Teleco Spirit Tuesday, where 10% of all proceeds go to the town of Teleco Plains, Rome, which is a great idea, and I love that. Bingo, Thursday night at 6.30, and Saturday night is live music from 6.30 to 8.30, so take the family down, relax, have a great meal where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez. And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. Within five minutes or ten minutes, we dock the boat and I hear this tree break. I mean, like, you can't see two foot in front of your face, wrong. The wind's going in circles. And all these people are around me that are on the boat and everybody's screaming and freaking out and you hear this tree break and the next thing I know it hits me and I'm laying flat on my face. Can't see nothing. Can't hear nothing. All I told the man was you'll never have me. The only thing that saved my life, this oak tree was like one of the monster oak trees. It broke in two. A six-wheel gator caught the, the trunk of that tree and held it all the way off of us but I was under the limbs and I jumped up. This, this is how quick when he says, you know, there in Isaiah that he searched us out 
and he's had us from, and it will be so because I've spoken it. I crawled out from under that tree and I kicked off those sandals and I ran up the hill and I dove in a crawl space of somebody's house that I did not know. And I sat there in that crawl space in a fetal position saying, I don't want to die today. I don't want to die today. So that night I go to white cliffs with all my buddies partying, doing what we always did. And every time I look over that cliff, I saw people burning in hell. And I fought it for two or three weeks. And finally, finally, Hmm. I was going down Shaw Hollow in the curves, going to my dad's farm. And the Lord spoke to me in the back seat of that Impala. (laughs) He said, you choose me today or I'm done fooling with you. And when I got stopped in that driveway at 182 Wiggins Road, I opened that car door and I piled in the gravel and I begged him to forgive me. It's not been pretty. It's not been perfect. It's been rocky. It's been tumultuous. It's been, it's been awesome. It's been fearful. It's been rejoiceful. It's been, it's been a, a, a multitude of emotion and learning and growing. But I'm telling you, even this week, I told somebody that I've had the, the last week or so has been so rough that I've been so off in my mind, doubting God, doing this, but I'm still seeking him. I'm still chasing him. I'm yeah. still going after him, yeah. even though I don't feel like it. I don't feel like I'm I'm in the in the right way with who he is. And in my mind, I've got all these questions going on. Have I made the right decisions? Have I done this? Have I done that? I'm struggling in that in my mind, but I'm still seeking him because he alone is faithful. He alone is true, and he is the only one who's got the answer. Amen to that. I'll just buy all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You know, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. I mean, I was walking around the graveyard April the 11th, 2003. And I think I've probably gone about as far as I could go. Yeah. It's like, Lord, (laughs) I've been to the altar a hundred times. Yeah. (laughs) I know Jesus is your son. I know we killed him. I know he got up out of that grave. But, Lord, I'm lost as a goose. That's exactly what I said. And I guess that's what he'd been waiting for because when I said that, I felt like there was a plug pulled on me, and I drained out, and he drained in. (laughs) And it ain't never been the same since. It ain't never going to be the same again. No. And if you want to know why I'm happy, I'll tell you. (laughs) And even if you don't want to know why I'm happy, I'll probably tell you. (laughs) Come on, Doc. (laughs) I can't help it, man. Yeah. You got to can't help it. It's too good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's but, true. Good. That's, you know, I have to yeah. realize there's probably people listening to this that are not saved. Oh, yeah. And when I was on that side of salvation, I was wondering, what's the big deal? Yeah. Now that I'm on this side of salvation, I'm wondering, why can't everybody see it and get it? Yeah. You know, uh, you're, you're sharing a sentiment, uh, Doc, Paul, that the Apostle Paul shared in the Philippians chapter number three, listen to what he says. He says, yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, Mm. for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung (laughs) that I may win Christ. (laughs) Now, you've had some amazing experiences. Absolutely. I I didn't even catch the military on, on the first 
but you just kind of subtly said it, but you know, uh, MLB, NFL, military truck driver, uh, doctor, doctor. (laughs) And that was something you didn't even really say allude to, you know, uh, you know, doctor and your, and your practice and, uh, accomplished musician, bread man, bread man. (laughs) Okay. And, uh, Bob, you know, (laughs) but you said I had to go through a learning phase. Exactly. God had to teach me some stuff. Well, you see, I believe that that is God's way in all of us. Yes. Of, of helping the, it also says in first Corinthians, he said, you see your calling brethren. Every one of us have a calling. Absolutely. And your journey may not be exactly like my journey. And Paul, your journey may not be exactly like mine, but I can see myself in yours. Right. Mm. And Doc, I can see myself in yours. That's good. Because some of the frustrations that you've had, I've I've shared in those. And Paul, some of the difficulties and the challenges and the frustrations you've had, I've also shared in those, but in my own way. Because each one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. But God knows you. He knows everything about you, Doc. He knows your makeup, Paul. And he knows what he's got to do to get you in that place wow. where you can depend upon the Lord. Yes. And when we get to that place like the Apostle Paul who says, all of those accomplishments that I have, looking back on them now and reflecting on them. Yeah, come on. It's just dung. Yeah. What What is dung? Poop. <laughs> to put it mildly, well, there's it's, no it's waste. There's you know? nothing of it, worth in that in it, dung. Yeah, it's all been it's excrement. It's yeah. it's the it's the waste. He said and, it goes away. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it decomposes. It's it it dies. All of the yeah. all of my great accomplishments are nothing this outside of the kingdom. Meaningless outside <laughs> the kingdom. Now now let me just, let me just say this: if we can allow. Those things, you know, because God allows it to mold us and make us and allows us to to develop a, de- a more of a dependency on him. You see, God uses those things, but yeah. but that's not who I am, though. Yeah. Right. I'm a servant of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I can take all these accolades and all this stuff that I am and go, look at me. This is what I've become and, and, and point to myself. Paul said, I, I become a castaway. He, he said, I don't. Those things are are meaningless to me. And then he goes on right here. He says in verse number 10, we're in Philippians chapter 3. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, Mm. but the righteousness of God by faith so that I can know him. That's good. Oh, I want to know him. Yeah. And the power of his resurrection. Power. The power. And the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Guys, that's a deep level of spiritual submission that you're not going to find in many people. No. But the apostle Paul said, I want to know him. And in order to know him, I got to go through some stuff. Yeah. There's going to be some challenges that I'm going to have to go through. And even, even being made conformable unto his death. Wow. Wow, guys. Um, a lot of people forget that second part you just read, Rome, about the fellowship of his suffering. Yeah, nobody wants none of that. Let's be honest; I don't want. We don't want none of that in our flesh. But those moments are what make us. Mm-hmm. The, those moments are when we finally say, "Hey, listen, I'm lost as a goose, man. Without you, I can't." That's why we have to. I mean, let's be real. We've got to get to that point to say, hey, I can't. And there's times to this day I'm like, God, am I? 
I'm just lost. I know I know I'm yours, but I'm just lost, man. I need you. Talk to me. Can we praise him in the middle of our tribulations, in the middle of our pain? Can we praise him? I, I feel like I'm not being arrogant at all to a place that whatever happens, it's like, Lord, I don't understand this and I can't do it, but I praise you because you can and I'm going to watch you work and this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. So suffering, in my mind, is not punishment from God. It's the willingness to bear that cross. Yeah, to trust and, him. And it doesn't even feel like suffering. Yeah. You know, Doc, what you're saying right there, uh, that just goes back to the last episode that we had, James chapter 4, verse number 8. It says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. Yeah. And he will flee from you. What about that? When you just totally give it to the Lord and say, <laughs> God, if I'm if I'm going to suffer, Lord, I'm yours. Yeah. God, if you would have me to walk this path, God, I'm going to walk with you. God, this may be challenging, this may be difficult, but God, I'm going to do it for you. And I wholly submit myself to you. God, I'm going to sum- I'm going to praise you during this trial. I'm going to praise you during this storm. I'm going to give yes. it to you. You yeah. know what the enemy says? Well, there's nothing else that we can do here. Yeah. We're done here. <laughs> We're done here. Uh, this guy's not giving me anything. Pack it up. You know, We're leaving. You know, the Bible says that grievous words, they stir up anger, but a soft answer turns away wrath. Yeah. You know, if you want to fight with somebody, like sparks can fly and you can go back and forth. And I think sometimes that's what happens in that, that spiritual realm. We sit here and we argue with God. God, why did you do this? God, why do you allow this? Why? And you know what the enemy's saying? I got them. Yeah. I got them. They're yeah. doubting. And I'm going to sow, I'm going to sow a little bit more doubt and I'm going to sow a little bit more frustration. Yeah. And we're too busy fighting with God instead of just saying, you know what, God, we are your workmanship. Yeah. We're your masterpiece. Yes. We know that all things work together for good yes. to them that love the, the, that to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Yes. And so God, I'm going to submit to you yeah. and God, I'm going to give this to you and I'm going to stop fighting with the wheel. I'm going to stop fighting for control and God, I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Yeah. That's where that faith comes in. Boom. That's faith. Yeah. And, and you, you know, when you draw out of God, he'll draw out of you. Boy, that's something. Ain't that something? And we yeah. too forget you know? that he goes before us, man. Yeah. He, he's already been where we're headed. God's got the plan. <laughs> There's a verse in second Timothy that I have to repeat to myself. Pretty regular, uh, particularly when we go to town. Uh, <laughs> says, says, no man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life so that he may please him who's chosen him to be a soldier. So the world's crazy. There's no doubt. Yeah. That's not a big surprise if you read the book. True. But when you're up to your butt in alligators, it's hard to remember. You're supposed to be draining the swamp. Mm. So we have to keep in mind that the one that has chosen us, just like what Martha and I went through in in our past lives, Satan meant it for bad. There's no doubt in my mind. But God used it for good. Yeah. Now, Doc, I, you know, did Paul had said something about you living in the mountains now? Yeah. Yeah. Living in the mountains. I like that that passage. You know, no man that wars against the flesh. Wait, what, how was it you said it? No man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life. Okay. Or, or you become encumbered yeah. by by the affairs of this life. You guys want to know something I don't do anymore? I don't watch Fox News. Hmm. Don't really care much for CNN. 
I don't really want to watch a whole lot of the news anyway, you know, because I feel like there's an agenda. I feel like we're being manipulated. Uh-huh. I don't watch a whole lot of TV in general. Uh, guys, we have to be careful what we're feeding ourselves into our, yeah. into our spirit. Yes. You know, and, and when we're too busy trying to keep up with the Kardashians, you even know who the Kardashians are, Doc? Uh, my daughter told me that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I have a daughter in Louisiana. Hello, Laura. God bless you. I love you. There's an amazing story. Uh, She told me that Bruce Jenner was the father of the Kardashians. And I thought, well, no wonder those children are confused. Yeah. He's made a transition. (laughs) transition. Uh, You can't change your sex. I agree 100%. But... You know, we're too busy trying to keep up with the, you know, you'll hear people say keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Kardashians. And, and you know, we're, we're running this rat race of life. That's true. And, and, uh, and guys, you know who wins the rat race? The rat, I guess. Boom. You're the first person who's actually answered that so quick, Doc. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the rat. And, guys, we have to be careful. Like, if we're children of God and if we're servants of Christ, why are we getting entangled? Come on, yeah. with the things of this world. You know, we should be growing closer to Christ, and by 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 growing closer to Christ, we should be distancing ourselves from the world. That's you, true, absolutely. Now, I do want to say this: Jesus said, "Be ye in the world, not of it, but not of the world." Yeah. There should be something that's inherently different about the people of God. Yeah. And Paul, just like what you said here, bringing this thing full circle, it doesn't take long, Doc, for people to know that you're a man of faith, yeah. that you're a man who loves the Lord. Wow. Right? Do, do people have to get that out of you? Do they really have to you know, badger you? and you know, They pry it out of you, Doc? Or does it just, does it, it just, it just spill just, out of you and overflow? I think your cup overfloweth, but hey, you know. I think they're usually <laughs> gone before I can tell them. Martha and I, well, I've been going to jails and prisons for a long time, um, not drawn to the Ukraine or the Philippines, or I just am drawn to the jails and prisons because I can relate to those guys. Um, most of them never really heard the word, and that was a mistake I made when I first started going is just uh, assuming they knew more than they did. But um, I just feel like, those are the kind of people I want to hang out with, you know, and try to share the gospel. Because where I've been, it's not a, it's not a situation of telling them how good I am and how bad they are. And, and I think that comes through. But since that ministry has really been shut down, um, I've been really kind of, I, I was disheartened, not disheartened, but just sad and missed it for a while because, we couldn't go anymore, but what happened, and God is so cool. Um, we do live a fairly isolated lifestyle. We hadn't had TV in probably 25 years. We just got electricity a couple of years ago, and uh, that's overrated. Do you have and, a smartphone? Uh, I do, <laughs> because my old phone wouldn't work anymore, and so... My wife bought me a new phone that turned out to be an Apple, which I detest <laughs> and uh, uh, so liberal. But um, what's happened in, in setting up there on our little piece of paradise that God's blessed us with, people are coming to us now. And it's like Paul said, we're the oasis. 
That's mm-hmm. that's amazing for me. People are coming, and I think people will see you, and they'll wonder, why has this dude got peace? Why is he joyful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's wrong with him? You know. So what has happened is there's people that have moved in up there around us that have bought places, got nice places on them. They've got money, and they're coming to us. Whenever we go to the little get-togethers that they have, they always ask me to give thanks, say grace. And then, kind of like Nicodemus, some of them will sneak around and want me to pray for them or talk about things in their life. And it's like, brothers, what we're looking at today is like a bunch of orphans walking around the Father's feast and refusing to eat. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. It's it's frustrating. They've but, waxed themselves cold. Yep. But yeah. on the other hand, it's it's like pretty much I don't know, I could be wrong. I'm wrong so much I've gotten used to it, but it's like the harvest is over and we're gleaning the fields now. Because I think that personally for me, I think the end is really quite close. But it, it doesn't matter. I've still got the same job to do. Mm-hmm. We still have yeah. the same ministry. We still have that same light that's going to shine. Yeah. I can't hide it. Yeah. I can't keep it down. Yeah. I, I'm too old to be staying excited all the time, but I stay excited <laughs> all the time. Plus, I've got a – Martha and I will have been together 50 years this Amazing. year. And, of course, we were – yoked evenly when we were in the world living our pagan hippie lifestyle and she got saved on April the, on uh, February the 16th of 2003 and I got saved April the 11th 2003 so we're still yoked evenly yeah and we're just humbled to think that he could use people like us amen it's refreshing man just to to hear your story, to uh, to see that you've been through things that I felt like I'm going through, and uh, and He's kept you, He's sustained you, He's anointed you, He's blessed you, and uh, for anybody that knows Him, that's what's coming. He He will anoint you, He's going to bless you, He's going to keep you, because that's who He is. He says, "If I say it, I'll do it." Yeah. If I said it, I'll do it, and He said, "If you will come to Me, I will give you rest." If you'll seek me, you'll find me. If you ask, the door will be open. And and, and I'm not going to be a father that if you ask me for me, I'm not going to give you a rock. Mm. I'm going to give you me. The best. Hallelujah. Yeah. I need me. Hallelujah. I, I, yeah, when he says me, I say, I need me. Help me, Lord. Whew. Paul, I want to, uh, <laughs> I want to, uh, that passage of scripture that you just referenced as that, that's Philippians 1 6. Being confident of this very thing. Yeah. That he which begun a good work in you will perform it. Yes. God will come through. Mm. And I, guys, everybody needs to realize that God has got to work for each one of us, in every one of us. And we go through things, we have experiences, and all of that just leads us to 
to, to, to becoming the, the workmanship that it says in Ephesians that we're his workmanship created unto good works for the Father. Yes. God allows those things to happen in your life so that you can go and do great things for the kingdom. And then, you know, along the way, God's going to give you opportunities to serve him. And, and as the as the apostle Paul said earlier, you know, the things that I've accomplished, it don't mean anything. It's all about God. I want to know him, but he is going to help you perform the good work Amen. until the day of Jesus. He's going to see you through until the end. Yes. Uh, Doc, I just want to thank you for coming on board today. Could you close us out with a song? Sure. You close us out with a song. We'll let Paul, you just be getting yourself ready over here, be thinking about it. And uh, Paul, you just try to, uh, you, you close us out here. You help us land this plane. And then Doc's going to end us with a with a song. And that'll that'll be the show today. You got anything yeah, left? Oh yeah, I, I thought that was going. I was, I was thinking. I want to share this, and then then we'll be done. I, it's been a very peaceful morning. Refreshing. It's been refreshing. I felt like I've 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 been to the well, mm. and I've drank, and it's been great. Listen to this before we go, Doc. Hallelujah. Whew. Been so good to have you. Glory to His mm. name. Isaiah sixty-one one. I've been in Isaiah. I don't know. I can't get away from old Isaiah, that old major son of a gun. So it says, the Lord God's spirit is on me. Now, believer, listen, if you know him and the power of who he is, this is you. The Lord God's spirit is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the humble. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to those who are Bound. Golly, bum. <laughs> if I was lost, that'd make me happy. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's the key. You know. You know. You got to. You got to be thirsty before you can drink. Amen. You got to. Hey, how about this? You know, Paul asked you for to help with his back. Doc, I'm gonna be honest with you. Right now, I'm feeling pretty good. But I thought, well, I'd ask Doc just to check me up just in case. But like, I don't have anything hurting in me right now. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really feel like I need a chiropractor. But if somebody's out of alignment, you're the guy to go to, right? I believe God will allow me to help you. Okay. But spiritually, yes. Spiritually, when we're when we've got to get to that place of broken and and being desperate, right? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 when when you can hear that there's hope, that there's an opportunity for restoration, there's an opportunity for healing, you'll you'll seek that out. Yeah. You'll be more receptive to it. So, uh, Doc, close us out with a song. It's been a good episode today. I've enjoyed myself. If I had to write a book about my life and read it right wonder how I tell all those things of which I'm not real proud I tell the Lord I've lived a good life with maybe a slip or two but he's got the book about my life He's got yours too 
You'd like that part where I tell of the man I was in my mind Always helping, but not really giving Lord, I've been so blind I lied to myself long enough Till I forgot what I am He's got it all In his book Right under my name One day he touched me No more old man All of the past Erased by his hand I have been sealed by the gift of the ages My sweet Savior's blood washed clean all my pages <laughs> Things of this world I used to run to now I walk a new way Well done, my child Was a mystery to me Till I learned to pray He gave his life So I could have mine I've been captured by grace Should have been me Hung on that cross But he took my place Thank you. All things made new No more old man Mine were the sins That drove nails through his hands I have been saved By the gift of the ages My sweet Savior's blood Wash clean all my pages If I could write a book About my life I know just what I'd say I'd praise him and thank him For being the truth The life and